0: Thank you for joining the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, our study is entitled The Reign of David, Sweet Psalmist of Israel. During this study, we will learn the character traits that contributed to David's reputation as a man after God's own heart. You can purchase your copy of this book along with many other study resources on our website, bogardpress.org. So... Grab your copy of the Winter 2023 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along.
1: The lesson for February 25, 2024 is entitled, David's Last Days. It comes from 1 Chronicles 29, verses 3, 6, 9-13, through and verse 28. The key verse, In the time that he reigned over Israel was forty years, seven years reigned he in Hebron, and thirty and three years reigned he in Jerusalem. And he died a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. And Solomon his son reigned in his stead. 1 Chronicles 29 verses 27 and 28. The application, The student will commit himself to faithfully serving his generation by the will of God. Seeking the context. David was a man after God's own heart. 1 Samuel chapter 13 and verse 14, Acts chapter 13 and verse 22. The youngest of Jesse's sons, David was the last one Solomon would have chosen to be king of Israel. But the Lord told Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. 1 Samuel chapter 16, and verse 7. So what was so special about David's heart? David first proved himself to be a valiant and skillful warrior. All of us know David, the giant slayer, in his defeat of Goliath. 1 Samuel 17. David had a courageous heart because he trusted in the Lord. He did not rely on his own strength, but came against Goliath and all his enemies in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 45. Even as a young shepherd of his father's flock, David learned to trust the Lord to protect him and provide his strength in times of danger and need. 1 Samuel chapter 17 verses 34 through 37. But David was vulnerable to sin like the rest of us. Even when David sinned against the Lord, we still see his heart for God in the way he confessed and repented of his sins. His deep sense of guilt, Psalm 32, and his heartfelt repentance, Psalm 51, demonstrated his desire to live for God and not for his sin. He relied on God's mercy and grace to create in him a clean heart and restore the joy of salvation, Psalm 51, verses 10 and 12. David did not allow his sin to defeat him or define him, but relied upon the Lord to restore him to faithful service. He was a man after God's own heart, not because he was sinless, but because of how he turned to the Lord for forgiveness and restoration. David was also very committed to the worship of the Lord. David loved to compose, play, and sing music that worshiped the Lord we see the heartfelt deep-rooted relationship david had with the lord in the many psalms he wrote david confessed his constant need of the lord and dependence upon his protection and strength david also established the music department in israel dedicating selected levites to prepare and lead the worship of god through music 1 chronicles chapter 15 verses 16 through 24 We also see how committed David was to the Lord in the manner in which he prepared for the construction of the temple. He had a strong desire to build the temple of God, but God would not allow him. So David did what he could and busied himself with preparations for Solomon, his son, whom the Lord commissioned to build his temple. He drew the plans, collected building materials, and organized the priests for the future temple. David continued the preparations till the day of his death, and today's lessons begins with David's calling for an offering for the construction of the temple. What is the greatest lesson you have learned from the life of David? Searching the text. Number one, willing offerings. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 3, 6, and 9. Moreover, Because I have set my affection to the house of my God, I have of mine own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God, over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. Then the chiefs of the fathers and princes of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands and of hundreds with the rulers of the king's work offered willingly. Then the people rejoiced, for that they offered willingly, because with perfect heart they offered willingly to the Lord. And David the king also rejoiced with great joy. David called for an offering for the building of the temple. Practicing what he preached, David was the first to give. And he gave abundantly, verse 3. So abundantly did he give. The numbers are astounding. David gave from his own wealth approximately one hundred and 12 tons of gold, 260 tons of silver, First Chronicles 29 and verse 4. Calculations are based on conservative figures that a talent equals 75 pounds. As overwhelming as those figures may be, what is more important is the heart with which David gave. David later said, As for me, in the uprightness of mine heart, I have willingly offered all these things, 1st Chronicles 29 and verse 17. Previously, David called the temple a palace built for the Lord God, 1st Chronicles 29 and verse one. For David, there was nothing too much or too glorious for the temple of God. His affections have been set on the house of God, 1st Chronicles 29 and verse three, meaning that it brought David the greatest pleasure to give to the future construction of the house of the Lord. The enormous amount that David gave showed just how much he loved the Lord and how committed he was to building the temple of God. Even though he knew that he would not see it completed, it was enough for him to know that God would have his temple in Jerusalem dedicated to his worship. As David sets the example for giving, the rulers and people of Israel offered willingly. Verses 6 and 9. This is the only correct way to give to the Lord and the only offerings the Lord will receive. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 7. The people gave with willing hearts and abundantly. They gave approximately one hundred eighty-eight tons of gold, along with ten thousand gold coins called drums. They gave three hundred seventy-five tons of silver, six hundred seventy-five tons of bronze brass, and thirty-seven hundred and fifty tons of iron. First Chronicles chapter twenty-nine and verse seven. If we consider the thirty-seven. 150 tons of gold, 375 tons of silver, and an immeasurable amount of brass and iron that David had previously collected, 1 Chronicles 22 and verse 14, the total sum of precious metals accumulated for the temple is staggering. By today's calculation, the total worth of these metals reached far into the multi-billions It was indeed a palace befitting the God of all glory. Oh, that we would have hearts forgiving like David and the people of Israel. But how often are we more like the people of Malachi's day who offered polluted bread and sickly animals to God? Malachi chapter one in verse seven and eight. They offered things they were going to throw away anyway. They robbed God of tithes and offerings and yet were so backslidden, they did not even realize it. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 8. The Lord told them it would be better to shut the doors of the temple than to offer sacrifices He would not accept. Malachi chapter 1 and verse 10. How many of us rob God of tithes and offerings, and yet give little thought to the sin? How many of us only give to God throwaway money we will never miss? Or how many of us offer in willing sacrifice and give so abundantly that we must adjust our lifestyles in order to give such large amounts? How we give to the Lord says a whole lot about our opinion of God and His work. How willing are you to give sacrificially to the Lord? Number two, bless the Lord. First Chronicles chapter 29, verses 10-13. through 13. Wherefore, David, blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. Following the collection of the offering for the temple, David praised the Lord in prayer. This reads very much like one of David's praise psalms. And to bless the Lord is to praise him. Verse 10, David strained his vocabulary to come up with words befitting the glorious splendor of God. He declared his greatness, power, glory, victory, and majesty, verse 11. David was careful to give God thanks for everything. He was thankful for all the victories, for his forgiveness, and for this day when he and the people could give abundantly from all that the Lord had provided to build him a house in Israel. As David praised the Lord and thought on his greatness, it humbled him. It reminded him of how little he could offer to the Lord. No matter how much David and the people gave in willing sacrifice, it was little in comparison to all that God owned. For all that is in heaven and in earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Verse 11. The Lord owns it all. And everything we have comes from him. Every good and perfect gift comes from our Father above. James chapter 1 and verse 17. It is ridiculous for us to think that the Lord depends on our money. Why would we ever think that we could give to God what he does not already have when he owns the cattle upon a thousand hills and the entire universe? Psalm 50 verses 10 through 12. David said... But who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee, and of thine own have we given thee. First Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 14. Our offerings are not about God's needs, but our need to give in sacrificial worship. David praised the Lord in recognition of the fact that the Lord gives us richly all things to enjoy and share. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 and 18. We should also express prayers of praise to the Lord. The Bible is full of words of praise, and we can use them in our praise of the Lord. I often pray the words of passages like 1 Chronicles 29, verses 10 through 19, in praise of the Lord. You can find many similar passages of praise in the Bible, especially in the Psalms, and use them in your praise of the Lord. When was the last time you prayed a prayer of praise to the Lord? Number three, David died. First Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 28. And he died in a good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. And Solomon, his son, reigned in his stead. The day of death will come to all of us, and it came to David when he was 70 years old. He was 30 years old when he became king and reigned for 40 years, Second Samuel chapter 5 and verse 4. Likely, if we could have asked David, he would have said his life had flown by quickly. We who have seen many days would agree that life is so short. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. James chapter 4 and verse 14. Like us, David probably wished he would have done things differently and been more faithful to the Lord. But the Bible describes David's life positively. The apostle Paul said that David served his own generation by the will of God. Acts chapter 13 and verse 36. We read in Psalm 78 verse 72 that David fed or shepherded the people of God according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hand. He had not been a perfect king, but he had been a good one. Thus, the last description of David is that he lived to a good old age. He had enjoyed a life full of days, and the Lord had enriched him and given him great honor. But all things said of David, the most important, is that he was saved. Therefore, the Bible says that David slept with his fathers, First Kings chapter 2 and verse 10, meaning that he joined Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and his father Jesse in God's heavenly abode. David had asked the Lord to forgive him of his sins and received the forgiveness of God, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and those sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin, Romans chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. So David could confidently write, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, Psalm 23 and verse 6. No matter what someone may accomplish in life, life without salvation has been wasted. Without salvation, an eternity of torment separated from God awaits. With salvation, all of our sins and failures in this life have been far removed and perfection in the righteousness of God will be our eternity. Do not waste this life and neglect to be saved by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ. The Lord commanded that David's son Solomon reign in his place. First Chronicles 28 and verse 5. David had trained Solomon his entire life. To become king in his place and to serve the Lord faithfully, 1 Chronicles 22 verses 6 through 19, 28 verses 9 through 21, and Proverbs 4 in verses 3 and 4. This reminds us that we are to train this next generation to take our place in the service of the Lord. They must step up and step in our place as we pass from this life to continue the work of the Lord on the earth. Are you prepared for your day of death? Are you saved? Setting the application. Of all the things we might learn from David, to have a heart for God is the most important. This does not mean that we will be perfect in this life. No, we will fail miserably like David did. But confession and repentance are the only ways to deal with our sin. And we can enjoy the blessedness that David wrote about in finding God's forgiveness for our sins, Psalm 32 verses 1 and 2. From David, we learn how to be victorious in the power of God by watching David slay Goliath in the name of the Lord of hosts. We discover how to face trials and challenges watching David flee from King Saul. We feel the heartache of sin and its consequences as we see David suffer from his sins. Yet we understand how forgiving our God is as we see him forgive David and restore him to faithful service. Yes, David experienced the highest mountaintops and the lowest valleys, but his life was characterized by his trust in the Lord. So let us end with David's words. "O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Psalm 34 and verse 8. How will you put the lessons you have learned from the life of David into practice this week?
0: Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue learning from David, a man after God's own heart. Bogard Press is the publishing ministry of the American Baptist Association. We exist to equip churches with the resources they need to carry out the Great Commission. These resources include Bible study materials for preschoolers through adults, including Sunday School Children's Chapel, Baptist Training Course, Bible Challenge, and Vacation Bible School. Please visit our website to find all the ministry resources you will need at bogardpress.org. That's bogardpress.org. Until next week, find daily encouragement from our daily devotionals at bogardpress.org.